Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. Get paid for your pad. 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 Are you spending too much time managing your Airbnb guest communications? With Aviva IQ's easy-to-use automated messaging service, your guest communications go on autopilot so you can go back to living your life. Get your free Aviva IQ account at www.avivaiq.com. Welcome, everybody. Another news episode of Get Patriot Pad. Today, I'm hosting with David, the president and co-founder of Hostly. David, how's it going? It's going great, Jasper. How are you? I'm really well, thank you. Are you in New York? I am in New York, the city that never sleeps. And I actually have a funny story about where I'm staying. Well, let's hear it. All right. So I am staying at a friend's who is traveling, and he usually does Airbnb when he travels. And while he was on the road, he got an email from the super saying, your guests from Airbnb had trouble getting in. And as you know, Airbnb is not allowed. So can you please find them another accommodation. They seem like a lovely couple and I'd hate for their vacation to be ruined. And then my buddy responds saying, actually, they're friends of mine. I'm not doing this through Airbnb. So the super responds back saying, usually people apologize in this situation. They don't provide an additional lie. I have clear documentation from these guests that the reservation was made through Airbnb. You're going to be fined $1,000 a day and your lease will most likely be broken. So that's a tough situation that my friend is in. But now his place was available for me, an actual friend, to stay. So I'm staying here for the week. <laughs> well, we have an expression in Holland that goes something like, what for one person is death, for <laughs> the other person is life. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I, I got a nice pad. I feel bad for my friend. I have, I have other people here I can crash with. So I hope it works out for him to yeah. be continued. I'll let you know next time. All right. Well, I don't know if you uh, remember, I was in New York a couple of weeks ago and the host, after me and my buddy left, the host tried to charge us like a $300 cleaning fee, which I thought was a little outrageous. My friend offered him to pay like $50 because he was just saying that it was very messy. I didn't think it was that bad. But anyway... He didn't really like the $50 offer. And then he sent some voicemails to my friend telling him that he's a pig, which <laughs> is kind of funny to listen to the voicemail. Um, oh, man. Maybe I'll play it uh, next time. It was pretty funny. But uh, that's kind of the first time that I've ever had any issues with a host after I stayed at an Airbnb. So that was an interesting experience. That's too bad. Was the cleaning fee uh, listed on their site in the first place or no cleaning fee at all? No, there was no cleaning fee. Oh, man, that's not good. Yeah, and I mean, it's not particularly cheap, you know, to stay in New York at an Airbnb. We're paying almost $300 a night. We're staying like two weeks. Oh, man. And so, you know, the total fee was almost like $4,000. So then you kind of expect that you don't have to pay extra for cleaning, right? He should not be nickel and diming for a couple hundred bucks more if he just made 4000 Yeah, that's my fault too. All right, well, let's dive into the news. There's, there's not really that much 
that came out. It's a few things that are interesting. I'd say the most interesting story that I found is actually, it's an article that shows a map of Europe with all the different prices for Airbnbs. So you can kind of see which countries are cheap to stay at Airbnbs, and you can see which countries are sort of the more expensive ones. And that's uh, pretty useful for people who are, especially Americans who are planning to visit Europe or, or also people from other countries, of course. And they want to see, hey, where is it affordable to stay at an Airbnb? Let's quickly go through some of these countries. So on the more expensive end, it's Scandinavia. Iceland actually tops the list, which kind of surprises me because, you know, since the financial crisis in 2008, the currency of Iceland has gone down quite a lot. So for a while, Iceland was actually fairly affordable, but I guess that has changed because Iceland tops the list of most expensive Airbnb places at uh, 112 pounds. The prices are listed in pounds. I think that's about 160, 170 bucks. But the other expensive countries are the countries in Scandinavia, so Sweden, Norway, Finland, Denmark, the UK, Cyprus, Switzerland, Netherlands, Ireland. Those are kind of the more expensive ones. Then there's a whole long list of countries that are kind of in the middle. But let's also mention some of the most affordable countries. There's Macedonia, Albania, Moldova, Kosovo, Serbia, Poland, Kazakhstan, Belarus. You know, these countries are all around the 40 to $50 mark. If you're looking to go to Europe, you want to stay at an Airbnb and you don't want to spend too much money, Check out those countries. They might be countries that uh, a lot of people haven't heard of, but I think definitely Macedonia, uh, Moldova, I think they're really beautiful countries. It's a little bit off the beaten track. If you want something a little bit more well-known than uh, maybe Bulgaria or Poland, Slovakia, those countries, Hungary, those are still, uh, or even Croatia. You know, Croatia is a very popular destination and it's still pretty affordable, around $60 or so. What are your thoughts, uh, David? Have you been to any of these countries? I have. I've been to maybe 10 or so. And it's not terribly surprising because it's basically how expensive those countries are in general. There maybe are a few outliers. Iceland, I've always thought to be on the more expensive side. So I'm not that surprised by that. And of course, Sweden and Norway. What's also interesting is that it shows the average Airbnb price for two guests and then also for six guests. And there are some outliers when you look at six guests. So there's some places like Greece, for example, that's the most expensive for a place for six guests, but it's about fourth or fifth for two guests. So I guess that just goes to show they don't have a lot of bigger houses there. Maybe on some of the islands, those expensive big houses, they're going to cost a lot more money than just a shared space. Same thing with a place like Switzerland. That seems to be a little more middle of the road in terms of price on the higher end, actually. But but again, in the, for a big house for six guests, it's even more expensive. Absolutely. And uh, I noticed that Andorra seems to be very cheap and Liechtenstein as well. These are very <laughs> small countries, but seem to be very cheap for the larger house for six guests. Yeah, especially compared to what it is for two guests, for sure. Exactly. Yeah. It's an interesting article. Definitely worth checking out. If you are planning to go to uh, Europe, definitely check this out. Obviously, we'll be in the show notes. It's an article in the Daily Mail. It's just a, an English newspaper. Moving on to some other news items. There's a news item in the New York Daily News. Last week, we talked about the ad that the New York hotel industry has put out trying to kind of scare hosts, uh, saying that Airbnb is dangerous and that you don't know who's staying at your place, etc., 
So Airbnb responded. They've put a uh, half a million dollars to broadcast an ad that shows somebody who has three children, a stay-at-home dad who uses Airbnb to supplement the income. So that's Airbnb's response to the ad of last week. That was, I would say, a little bit outrageous, a little bit, little bit over the top. What do you think, David? Yeah, you guys talked about this last week, and that was definitely over the top. I mean, to relate Airbnb to terrorism because a guy happened to be staying at an Airbnb and not a hotel, that was a little much and really playing up the, the fear that's oftentimes unfortunate in a lot of uh, political commercials here in the United States. So it was good to see Airbnb respond with someone who's sad. That is a stay-at-home dad. That was yeah. a joke. Uh, someone who's sad, stay at home dead. Anyways, uh, I digress. But so it's good. Yeah, Eric, that's you see a lot of that in San Francisco and, of course, in New York and in Chicago and Austin, where all the political issues are happening over short term rentals. And, and Airbnb always spotlights the people who, you know, need it to. It's the other side of affordable housing and they need it to be able to stay in the city they love. So that was very well done commercial and, and nothing too surprising from Airbnb. Absolutely. There's an article in Skift, a very long article. It's pretty cool because both you and me are mentioned in the article. Yes, it was a very impressive article by our friend Deanna Ting, who we had on our show earlier in the year. She really knows all things inside and out with regards to Airbnb, and this is no exception. Uh, let's make sure to put it in the show notes. It's called Airbnb's Road to an IPO, Everything You Could Possibly Need to Know. And it really is everything you could possibly need to know. So it's not a new piece of news in terms of the latest thing that happened in New York or some, you know, regulatory issue, but really it just covers all issues that Airbnb is facing and dealing with as they're looking to go public, ranging from the regulatory issues to discrimination to getting into the details of instant booking and those kinds of changes that they've made to kind of compete with hotels and do what Expedia has been doing. Expedia meaning HomeAway and VRBO as well. And talking about Airbnb employees and their expansion into experiences and, and wanting to become a super brand. So for people who are new to Airbnb and to short-term rentals that are looking to get a good overview of Airbnb in general. This is really the best article I've seen in, in years, probably, that goes over everything about Airbnb. Yeah, it's a very, very long article. I actually met with Diana Ting when I was in New York. So it's really fun doing the sort of interview with her. It's definitely a great article. It's still uncertain like what's going to happen with the IPO and when it's going to come. We'll definitely keep you posted on any developments in that space. Let's go back to Europe. Barcelona is one of the cities where the conflict between Airbnb and the local authorities has heated up uh, a lot in recent times. And they have now finally reached a deal. Airbnb is now going to remove listings of hosts who don't have a permit to host tourists. So a while ago, Barcelona decided that you know everybody who lists on Airbnb has to have a permit. But Airbnb didn't really enforce that. So there are still a lot of people on the site that didn't have a permit. Causes a, a big issue for the local authorities because, you know, what they do is they send people out to the cities to find these places. But obviously that's takes a lot of manpower. It's expensive and it's not very efficient. Uh, just have literally having people go door to door. It's much more efficient when, you know, obviously when Airbnb cooperates. So now Airbnb has finally decided to cooperate. Probably one of the reasons is the upcoming IPO because, you know, having all these regulatory battles in all these different places around the world is something that investors probably don't like. 
So it seems like they're kind of like resolving the issues uh, city by city. It's an interesting move. It might reduce the amount of Airbnbs. Well, it's very likely that it'll reduce the amount of Airbnbs in Barcelona. Another interesting thing to note is that Barcelona in January banned the opening of new hotels in the city center of Barcelona. So it seems like the amount of tourists that they are seeing in Barcelona, I mean, it's one of the most popular cities in Europe. And it seems like really trying to curb the boom in visitor numbers a little bit as a response to the complaints that they've been getting from all the local residents. Yeah, there's a lot there to digest. Indeed, Barcelona is a different animal than most other cities where most other cities still want to invite tourists and and have a lot of tourism in their city. Uh, And they're just dealing with affordable housing issues that they're trying to relate to Airbnb. Barcelona is completely different in that they have too many tourists. And that's just that's their biggest issue. And they're just trying to kind of decrease tourism in general, maybe. Maybe the only, one of the few, if not the only cities that are kind of saying, we don't want tourists. That's been one issue. What happened in Barcelona is similar to what's happened in San Francisco and some other cities where Airbnb finally agreed to remove all listings that aren't registered. And it's playing out differently in different cities because that's not the case here in New York, right? People are still listing on Airbnb and they're getting fined. They're getting in trouble, but Airbnb itself isn't getting in trouble. They Airbnb about a year ago basically said, all right, host, you know, we have your back and you should be able to host. And and then they kind of made an agreement with New York saying, as long as we're not in trouble, then people can still <laughs> list on our site. And, and now they're getting in trouble, the individual host, but Airbnb isn't. So New York is one way and, and Barcelona and, and San Francisco is different. I'm curious how Barcelona will crack down on other websites as well, like Craigslist, for example. Can they sue? Can they fine Craigslist if people are listing there for short-term rentals? So we'll see how that plays out. One thing also tying back the article from Deanna Ting and with Barcelona, one thing that is pretty good for Airbnb as they kind of compete against other vacation rental sites is they're the ones that are kind of striking these deals with these cities. And a lot of these deals include an integration between Airbnb and the city to help Airbnb will help people register and will send information to the city. And that takes time and energy. And if they set that up, it's going to be a lot harder for a competitor to come in and also play by those rules. So while on the one hand, Airbnb is kind of being slapped on the wrist, on the other hand, they're also involved in these regulations and leading the charge. And that gives them a leg up against their competitors. It's a very good point, David. Did you see any other news that you want to discuss? No, I think we hit the big ones. You know, some more crackdown in New York. A guy actually lost his lease. It seems like a judge said you're out of here because you're letting too many people do short-term rentals. So again, they can still list on the site, as I mentioned, but the, the host himself, he got in trouble. Other than that, nothing else that big to report. Hosts, I am having so much fun running my Airbnb and hosting travelers from all around the world. I have to admit though, ensuring my guests receive all the details about their stay on time can be stressful and overwhelming. Recently, I learned about a cool new service called Aviva IQ. Aviva IQ automates, personalizes, and delivers my guest communications automatically, so I don't have to. Now I can relax knowing my guests are informed and happy. Did I mention Aviva IQ is free? 
get your life back at www.avivaiq.com. Let's go to some questions. Let's do questions. Question time. All right. Well, the first question is by Edgar. He's actually a very good friend of mine and he's hosting in Medellin, Colombia, not far from where I built my apartment, which is currently under renovation. And hopefully it'll be up and running within a few months. But he's had an interesting situation that I hadn't seen this before. Here's the thing. He rents his apartment for a full month on Airbnb. And the day the guest was supposed to check in, he received a message saying that the guest's wife had passed away and that the guest will not be coming. So a very unfortunate event for the guest. Now, the guest did not cancel the booking at the time. So what Edgar did is... You know, he just kind of waited it out, but at the same time, he couldn't take any new bookings through Airbnb because, you know, the calendar was blocked as the reservation wasn't canceled and he didn't want to cancel it himself because that comes with penalties or he was, at least he was afraid of getting some penalties, I assume. Now, afterwards, after the month had passed, he received an email from Airbnb saying that they have an, the uh, extenuating uh, circumstances policy and that they would be deducting the full amount that he received from the guest. So he tried to call Airbnb, couldn't get through to the person mentioning the case. And uh, he sent an email to Airbnb. He's uh, very understanding of the guest situation. But at the same time, he uses uh, his apartment to support his life. It's a very important uh, source of income for him. And so he feels like, okay, well, you know, I lost out on an entire month of income. I think the obvious thing to do here is that if you ever find yourself in a situation like this, you got to contact Airbnb as soon as possible. You know, don't wait, contact them immediately. That's the best way to deal with it. And I think Airbnb would either unblock the dates or they would maybe uh, refund you for the amount. It's important to contact Airbnb as soon as possible, which brings me to an interesting point. I sometimes get questions from people who are looking for the right number to call. It seems like people sometimes have trouble getting in touch with Airbnb. Do you have any experience with that, David? So two things. One, the number itself, you can just Google Airbnb customer service and the number will come up. So I've heard people having trouble as well finding a number, but Google at your hands and it's pretty, pretty easy. With regards to the situation you mentioned, that is indeed unfortunate. And I agree with you. The best thing to do is to call immediately and talk to customer service and they probably would cancel the reservation and you would not get in trouble for canceling the reservation. And then you can try to rent it out. What's most interesting in this situation, there have been cases where a reservation was canceled a day before and they were able to kind of usurp the cancellation policy and get their money back, even if it was a strict cancellation policy because of an extenuating circumstance. But in this case, they didn't cancel the reservation. And then they are saying there was an extenuating circumstance afterwards. And that seems a little tough. For the host and a little unfair. So I'm curious how this will all resolve and if the host will still get paid. Usually you need to still cancel beforehand if you want to make an exception to the cancellation policy. Yeah, absolutely. And I just actually Googled Airbnb customer service. The number is 855-424-7262 in the US. That number only works in the US, obviously. But if you Google Airbnb contact numbers, then you'll also find an article where all the different numbers are stated per country. So for people out there who have been trying to contact Airbnb, this is how you find the right number. There's a, a number of questions, other questions in the uh, Get Paid for Your Pet Facebook group. 
Let's go through some of the other ones. There's one question that relates to uh, Instant Book. And I think this is something that we've discussed before, but it seems like there's still some confusion around the Instant Book, especially for people who have multiple listings. So if you have multiple listings, like the lady that, that asked the question, her name is Becky and she has three listings. She has a single room and then she has a second listing with a second room and then a third listing where all the rooms are listed together. And so there is an option to link the calendar so that you know if a guest books one room, then the other rooms will get blocked out. Now, apparently this didn't function for her because she's saying that it allowed the guest to override the block and that she received mm. a, a reservation even though it was blocked out. Now she's saying like, okay, well, I can't cancel uh, again because she's a super host. I would definitely contact Airbnb and let them know. I mean, there could be a glitch in the system. Airbnb always implements so many new options and functionalities and they change everything all the time it's not uncommon that something doesn't yet function perfectly that there's some glitch in the system so that's possible but there definitely is a setting that allows you to prevent these type of problems so if you have multiple listings definitely uh, look for that Yes, if I could add to that, if the person tried jimmy rigging it on their own and accidentally made a mistake, then that's one issue. But if they use the feature from Airbnb, they should be able to call customer service and and complain that there's a bug. This was released about a month ago, maybe a little longer. So it's it is a fairly new issue uh, or fairly new feature. So you could believe that maybe there is a bug. And where that is specifically, as you're editing your listing, it's under the availability tab. So, you know, there's listing details and booking settings and pricing, go to availability, and then scroll down to the very bottom. And it says linked Airbnb calendars, and just click edit there and follow the steps there. And you can combine two or more listings. That is very useful. Thank you for that, David. Uh, A few other questions. There's a question about uh, multiple platforms. Uh, Mary, she's asking, uh, what other websites can I use in the UK to advertise my property? Well, Mary, there's a lot of other sites. There's HomeAway, there's Nine Flats, there's Wimdu. I'm sure there's a a bunch of local websites as well. My advice is always go on the, the different platforms and see where the most which ones are the most active in your area and then you know maybe start with uh, the one that gets the most traffic it's probably airbnb and you know if that's not enough to fill up your space then uh, you could use add some of the other ones as well if you're in a uh, not like one of the bigger cities if you're in a smaller market then it might even be best to start out with multiple platforms well yeah some, sorry i'll yeah. just quickly add to that some of the popular ones of course HomeAway and VRBO, it's the same company. I'd say that's number two after Airbnb. And in Europe, Booking.com is really popular. They take a a pretty big cut, about anywhere from 12 to 18%. They have a pretty lenient cancellation policy for the guests where they can cancel kind of up until the last minute with no big penalty. But that's a real popular one too. And then there's also other websites if you're looking to really list on multiple sites that you can have. It's kind of like a property management software and you can just list it in one place and it will push it up to multiple sites. So companies like Orby Rental and Logify and Future Stay and Booking Sync and there's many. The list goes on and on. If you're really looking to be listing site independent and be on many sites, then you might want to look into getting a software to help manage that. 
Awesome. Well, that concludes this week's news episode. So thank you, David, for coming on. It's been a pleasure as always. And for all the listeners out there, thank you for listening. And of course, next week we'll be back with another news episode. Get paid for your pet. 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 Get paid for your pet.